Hello, and welcome to Soren with the Magic Our Way podcast. My name is Mr. Mononymous, and I'll be your chief flight attendant today. We'll begin boarding in just a few minutes, but first I'd like to acquaint you with the rest of your flight crew. First, we have your pilot and co-pilots, Kevin and Danny. These artistic buffs will launch you from New Orleans to soar over all things Disney. Your entertainment director is Ivory Comics proprietor Eli. Be sure to check your in-flight magazine for a sneak peek at his comic, Project Geisha. Nice work, pal. Soon you'll be airborne. If you or your little aviators would like to reach the flight crew at any time, be sure to check out magicourway.com, where you can find links to Facebook, Twitter, email, or send in a voicemail. And, of course, you can book your next Soarin' flight with your platinum-level earmarked travel agent, Lee Lastavica, from Magical Moments Vacations. Remember, you've got a friend in Lee. Okay, let's review. Kevin, Danny, Eli Lee, Artistic Buffs, Disney stuff. Anything else? Oh, yeah. Chombo, everyone. Rambe. Jumbo, everyone. Harambe. And welcome to another edition of the, the Magic, Magic Our Way, Way podcast. podcast. Greetings, Mo Weekends. This is Danny from the Magic Our Way podcast, and I'm here to bring you the second half of our trip report. And in this discussion, we're going to be talking about the dining plan. We're going to be talking about some of our misadventures with our wait staff over at Disney. We're going to be talking also about a medical emergency that Aaron and his family had on Disney property and how the Disney staff reacted to that. So, um... Guys, there were some issues with language, and I did my best to go through and bleep everything out. I may have missed one. I hope not. But if I did, my apologies. Um, it gets a bit profane, but I don't think it gets too bad. But I'm going to leave that up to you to decide for your own discretion whether or not you want to listen to this in the car or on, at work or just in private. That's up to you. But enough of my jibber-jabber. Let's go make some magic. So anyway, just uh, we're going to do a quick uh, like 10 minute uh, run through of what all composes a magical disaster. Okay, (laughs) so we have uh, the first night, which was Monday, the Mm -hmm. uh, 6th of June, which uh, we've already ran through uh, to the to the max chefs to France, tropical storm, soaked underwear, Mm -hmm. international gateway rent-a-cops, strep that. Yeah, we had the. uh, the metamorphosis beginning of the strep throat mm-hmm. um beach club uber like uh wall street dow jones uh jack up the price yes get on the uh <clears throat> buses to disney springs 45 minutes later jump on a grand floridian and get home by midnight so you can change your wet britches yeah <laughs> so then tuesday came Yes. And so Tuesday. Our second day together. Yes. And the wonderful Zerang disaster started at <laughs> 730 in the morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, so y'all got up at 730. To get the youngster to, and uh, I, he was running Emergency like clean. high, high fever. Oh, okay, okay. Well, oh. I was, at that time, because this gets worse for him. But anyway, mm-hmm. he was running about 100 point something. And um, you could tell he couldn't swallow. His, he couldn't speak. 
so we we located a a local one which by the way if if i have it i want to give it a prop because we're talking about positives if anybody goes to disney and anybody has any sicknesses i would certainly recommend going to the buena vista urgent care walk-in with dr becker Mm -hmm. it's between two and a half to five miles but not any further than five from the uh Disney like rent a car area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Park so yeah. So as soon as you drive from the Polynesian and pass up the golf course and stuff and then and then hit the rent a car center, it's right down the street. But I'm telling you, they even have the ability to fill your prescriptions mm -hmm. there. It may cost you a little bit more, but it, it saves you time so you don't have to run to a CVS or Walgreens to uh, get get your prescription filled so you can get back to the parks. Cool. You did have an alternative, which was to have the Disney physician come see your child at 730 morning. Yeah, but Disney physicians will come to your room and it may take like half a day. OK, there's what? no guarantee on how long they take to get there. Mm -hmm. And all they can really do is tell you your kid is sick. Yes, that was basically it. Ugh. Um, so we just, after we contacted the front desk and got that information, we said, you know what, the hell with that. Let's find a place nearby, get a doctor, look at him and determine what we're going to do. So not only could they anyway. not prescribe anything, but it wasn't like a $500 cost for the guy. It was to like four, it was like 400 for the visit. And the reason yeah. I want to make it a point of emphasizing this is because one of you out there might be presented with this option. Of course you have incidents where your child gets sick while on vacation, Get off a of property. Yeah, definitely. I'm, Get off I'm a property. highly recommending this place because we were looking for positives mm -hmm. and we're trying to give people that. And Lee, I'll give you the card so mm. you can even like say if your kids get sick. I mean, because it was that smooth. I went there two friggin' days. Okay. Mm -hmm. So anyway, yeah. After uh, Tuesday morning, second day, strep throat, sun, shot, nap, <laughs> late start. <laughs> so by the time we get back to the Grand Floridian. And uh, got ourselves all set up and that he felt well enough to go. It was around 2 o'clock. And um, this is when the first transportation issue really struck. And this was actually the worst one. And, and I entitled this day, Cot Block. <laughs> what? Cot? Cot. As in cut Epcot. Block. Epcot. Yes, it was wow. definitely cot block. Um, we, uh, we, um, I can't take it. Here's what happened. Real quick, just so you don't feel sorry for everybody, he and Sandy and Kelly are there. Their daughter, Emmy, was with us at Chef Mickey's having breakfast and seeing the Hollywood studios. That's right. So at least one of them was able to go out and have a good time. That's, That's why she likes her Uncle Danny better than her daddy. <laughs> Uncle Daddy saves the day, huh? Yeah, he's a good guy. I love him. Mm -hmm. um but yeah so we got caught blocked and uh and this is how it happened we uh we 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 got the sick kid with his limp and limped his up to the second floor to catch the monorail and in typical zarang fashion the monorail pulls off as we walk through the door and we wait for 15 minutes till the next one arrives and uh we jump on so we ride the monorail through the magic kingdom through the contemporary and then on to the ticket and transportation center to make the transfer to the Epcot uh, monorail. 
we get off everybody's happy we make our little way down the ramp mm-hmm. and uh only to find out that there's a monorail with all the doors wide open and 15 guys in these horrible looking star trek outfits going uh we're frustrated <laughs> okay <laughs> and the reason why was because their monorail had broken down and uh so we sat there for about 10 minutes uh, we actually had gotten into the monorail, but the doors were open and kind of tried to determine, like, is this thing going to take off or not? Well, of course it wasn't going to. It was a major issue. So we decided after I spoke to one of the monorail personnel that it was going to be there for a while because they were ma- waiting on maintenance personnel. I had the wise idea being a Polynesian guy that, you know what, it's only like a 10 minute walk away let's just walk to the polynesian and see if we can find a bus if we can get a bus to epcot from the poly we're good you know let's just leave this so we did well the sun shot up with steroids and on antibiotics right oh yeah oh yeah (laughs) he looked like forrest gump (laughs) anyway we got ourselves over to the bus stop and we sat there and the first bus came in the second bus came in and obviously was an epcot and then after about 20 minutes i got frustrated enough to get up and tell my wife look we're we need to find out when the hell's going on i mean i i'm sick of this i'm I'm to the point after strep throat all morning in the doctor's office after busting our ass to get somewhere and having to wait for the monorail and getting on the monorail and getting to another monorail and told it's broken down i said this is bull so you know let's let's find out where we're going because if not i'm going back to the hotel so i went in asked somebody in the polynesian and the person of polynesian said promptly sir there is no epcot bus from the polynesian not positive <laughs> and what? i'm like what so uh and that's why transportation is number one answer <laughs> and you can't teach so <laughs> anyway so uh can i just pause here for a second? yeah why is there not a bus from the polynesian to the epcot has that always been like that um, I don't know I, if that's the case. I don't know about always, but yes. My, my gut. I've like that for a while. Okay. My, yes. I mean, I've never told anyone to take the bus because it's obviously easier to take the monorail. The monorail, right. Yeah. Hey. Would you think if the here's monorail a, broke down that they would say, uh-oh, let's get a bus from Epcot. Right. To Epcot. There's no contingency plan. Absolutely none. And you'd think with a business this big... And this well thought out by a genius of a man that somebody would have thought of the most basic like a friggin' sign or a backup bus when breaks down. Because here's the deal. And here's something that's important for any of anybody going there with children and especially people that are going to my friend Lee because he's not going to steer you wrong. Here's the deal. If you got a child that is handicapped and you have a wheelchair I can tell you right now, being a parent that just had kids in strollers, that if you're going to go to Epcot, it's a hell of a lot easier at the Poly to go from the Poly to the bus stop and get on an Epcot bus with your wheelchair or your stroller one time than it is to get on a freaking monorail that mm-hmm. goes around the magic kingdom only to get off mm-hmm. to go down a gigantic ramp and then back up a gigantic ramp mm-hmm. to roll the, your wheelchair onto this monorail to get to the epcot to only have to go down another three 
circular story ramp to get your kid there. It's a it's a misconception that it's easy to just hop a monorail, get off, and get back on. If you had a choice between the bus that goes straight to Epcot or a monorail that, that you have to do the little switchy thing on, you take the bus every time. And it, it is a great concept. Maybe split your crowd, Disney. Okay? <laughs> but anyway, that's a great segue into day three. Okay? So mm-hmm. we got caught blocked. And uh, <laughs> we, we never got there. And here and, and before I finish that day, that's day two. But it did end it, with a highlight. You and I and Anna had drinks at the pool, and yeah, I enjoyed that. And, and, and look, if it was up to me, we'd just buy rooms and stay at the pools and get drunk and never go to, <laughs> never the, go parks. to the park. But, you know, my kids would, you know, kill me in my sleep. So, And the funniest part about all this is that, we get back. We meet up with them at the pool. We were at Hollywood Studios, and you can't do anything at the studios, right. especially with the FastPass Plus system they got in place right now. We come back. We go to the pool. Kelly's passed out. He's trying to get better. We find Stanley and Aaron at the pool. They're like, hey, come join our misery. We've had a rough day. Come drink. We've got M with us. M gets in the pool. She's in the pool for like five minutes. I want to go to the other pool. This sucks. And she's giving them the boo-boo face. Like, I've had a rough day. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And Aaron and Sandy proceeded to To give her the boo-boo foot up the (laughs) ass and say, take your rough day, go find that rent-a-cop and take a train to Nowheresville. (laughs) They sent her mopey behind back in that pool so fast. It was funny. It was absolutely funny. So here's the facts on that day, okay? We started at 2 o'clock getting to the Grand Floridian monorail level, walking out, and we missed the monorail, our fault, whatever. So, But we lost like 15 minutes there. And then all the way through, when we finally quit, it was 329. So from 2 to 329, so I mean, it's an hour and a half. Hour and a half is a long circle. Yeah. Yeah, we did a circle, you know? I mean, Lee, we went from the Grand Floridian to the Polynesian, and then we got back on the monorail at the Polynesian. We rode to the Grand Floridian. When the doors opened, here's where the key knowledge disaster happens. An old man standing out there with his monorail uniform on, and I said, hey, man, look, uh, before I get off this piece of shit, <laughs> I said, let me know. Can I go downstairs and catch a bus to Epcot? Or do I have to ride this back to the ticket center to do it? And if that old man would have said, you have to ride this back to the ticket center, mm-hmm. I probably would have done it. Mm-hmm. But he said, no, you can go downstairs and catch the bus. And that was somebody that didn't know what in the hell he was talking about. <laughs> yeah. Because when I got down there, the screens were working, and there was no there was no bus. And that's when I finally broke it to your sister that over my dead body was I even moving from the Grand Floridian. Mm-hmm. And fortunately, for once, she agreed with me. So she was full of frustration. <laughs> and we stayed at the pool. We drank like 16 Mai Tais. And then mm-hmm. you guys showed up. And I was ready to take my clothes off and hula dance. But that's how you try to make lemonade out of a lemon day. But uh, So day three comes along Wednesday. And by this time, the strep throat has crept up really well on me. Yes. Um, not only do apparently do I snore like a 
buzzsaw. Uh, that's coming from my mother-in-law. <laughs> uh, the, it was worse when my throat swelled up. So oh, the next morning, I went back to Dr. Becker, and I just said, give me the same shot. Give me the penicillin, and let me get the hell out of here. And I was out of there by, I would say, about 10 o'clock. I was able to start the day around 11. We went ahead. Here's another transportation disaster. This is important. Mm -hmm. We started at 11.45. We got on the uh, monorail, and uh, we headed. We were trying to get to Epcot again, mm -hmm. and we went uh, all the way to the Contemporary before it stopped for maintenance. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but oh, it wow. wasn't. But here's, here's the key, guys. It wasn't our monorail that needed maintenance. It was the monorail in front of us at the Ticket mm -hmm. and Transportation Center. Oh, my. So we had to sit there. So we sat there. Not at a station, and you were stuck in the track. It was approximately 15 minutes. Oh, and, and I know that doesn't sound like a lot, but when you've already p***ed away an hour and a half the day before, yeah. every second is like your blood pressure is shooting through the ceiling. So oh, right, right. <laughs> the hold up at the TCC finally let go. They moved us on. <laughs> we, we got to the ticket and transportation center. We were able to transfer to Epcot. Everything went smooth like we all are used to in the past. We got on the Epcot monorail, and we took off. And she says, holy shit, something went right. <laughs> and, I, and I looked at her, and I said, you just f***ed us. <laughs> <laughs> and, and she said... <laughs> what and i said you don't see these fingers cross behind my back and uh and 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 i was hoping i was wrong but honestly i mean yeah. I, I love to always prove my wife wrong and yeah, be right, right but as we approached epcot and you know uh the road right when you're heading to epcot and you mm -hmm. get on that straightaway right where everybody's coming through to pay to park for magic kingdom we're on that straightaway and it stopped and it wasn't just stopping it was like buckling and shaking wow. and shit. and uh i told your sister holy shit, i am fucking nostradamus <laughs> i said this son of a is broke <laughs> and uh and sure enough we sat there for another like 12 to 15 minutes and this time it was it was even better it was even better we were in the black monorail and and there's many colors but i think there's only one black monorail yeah, right? yeah black with a red stripe yeah, yeah that's that was one. World we we, we yeah. got we got the sweet black daddy that's absorbing it, the sun yeah it is <laughs> and uh it is <laughs> and and so they said look we're gonna stop this f and here, here's the here's the here's the thrill guys gonna turn off the AC <laughs> so in after, yeah in July. And, and, wow and, and let me tell you That's I a mean cost savings, cost savings device yeah people it, like breaking down the windows sticking their face right out of like it, <laughs> it was it was it was somewhat Disney <laughs> and as I roasted and basted in this monorail um I, I I spoke to an elderly lady that was next to me, and I promised her I would get her out alive. <laughs> what? That's true. That's what? a true story. I told her, I said, sweetheart, if this thing don't move, I'll kick this door off. Y'all just stand away, and we'll get some cross ventilation in this 
bitch, because we ain't <laughs> dying in here. You can't be making promises to golden girls and stuff like that, Eric. <laughs> Listen, I got a lot of Cialis, <laughs> and, and it was my <laughs> wife ain't exactly using it up, all right? <laughs> so after the Walmart, the Walmart dog treatment, we finally got moving again, and it was a total of 53 minutes. So we've cut it down at least a good 37 to 40 minutes from the day before, and we finally got to Epcot. So we spent what was left of the day in Epcot doing what we could, and, and, and then that was the day of the 1 a.m. Magic Kingdom. So when we left Epcot to go back, we went to Magic Kingdom, all of us, to, to meet up again. And that's when we got stuck on the P-Rogues with Troy Landry mm -hmm. and the Swamp People boys nice. trying yes. to get back to our hotels. Mm -hmm. And so the, it, was a, it was a great day. I mean, start <laughs> to finish. I mean, doctor's office, <laughs> shot, <laughs> limp, you know. The roasting in a compartment like a freaking 7-Eleven hot dog. Making marital promises and to old women. I, that was a good part. Like, that was a positive. He texted me and said, you know, like, it was kind of like getting live updates from the field. He's like, at this point, we're ready to just stick our feet out and Fred Flintstone it. <laughs> Over to the, quote, the quote was, if this don't start moving. I'm going to kick the doors off, and we're all going to start Fred Flintstone and down this track because we were so upset from the day before not being able to get to Epcot. I have a dab of monorail. There I you go. Honestly, honestly, I mean, it sounds ridiculous for somebody that's been there as many times. I honestly almost was starting to feel like hopeless that we would <laughs> never get to Epcot. It was, it was like. Dorothy in the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but anyway, so now on to the positive, right? Because okay. we had six days. <laughs> Thursday, the 9th. Awesome. Awesome. The <laughs> part was all my family was gone. Yeah. Um, I that just was the day had, we left, yeah. Yeah, I just had the idiots I live with with me. And I mean... <laughs> I, 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 you know, I, 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 I missed the camaraderie of my brother-in-law, his sarcasm, his humor, mm. and and my sister-in-law's alcoholism, which is so compatible. It's a very it. serious combination. It, it, it's completely compatible. It works. So I didn't have that. Um, but Thursday was ultimately sweet. Um, here's the deal. That was when we transferred from Grand Floridian to the Swan, and. Hats off, the transportation is so superior yeah. to where I was at the time mm -hmm. because of the fact that Hollywood Studios is a short, and I say a short walk, uh, it's about a 20-minute walk, okay? It's approximately a 10-minute boat ride if you catch the boat at the right time, and that was the only place that I was at that I was always, where Murphy died, and his law just went down the commode, and I was always on time. Mm -hmm. Every time I came out, the boat was there. I got on it. Boom, we went. So Thursday was great. No complaints. Hollywood Studios was great. Uh, all props to uh, the uh, 50s prime time. Mm 
mm-hmm. yeah. was a great place to take your kids. Oh, that's a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because of nostalgia and because you eat in these little, you know, situations that are all set up to be like a fifty, a nineteen fifties uh, kitchen, like, like leave it, kitchen leave it the beaver, beaver. Dine yeah, that, that whole kind thing. of thing, yeah, exactly, yeah. And um, after having such disappointing meals at some of our favorite restaurants that yeah. were a little bit more upscale, mm-hmm. I was like, screw it, I'm eating fried <laughs> chicken, man, <laughs> and <laughs> it was. It was great. It I was hear their like, fried chicken's killer. Dude, it was yeah. hardcore good fried chicken. So it was great. Service was great. Drinks were great, by the way. Maui Wowie, highly recommend. All right. I drank that one from my old Maui Wowie. Yeah, it's uh, for all the guys that fought in the Pacific. So they said they brought it home. And I'm like, yeah, they brought home gonorrhea too. But <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this was a good. This was a this good is better drink. Than gonorrhea. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That drink's better than gonorrhea. And since pops just passed away, and I got a huge alcohol problem, I wanted to freaking do one straight for the old man. So I right had on, that. Right out. So I recommend nice. that. Very good. Very All right. Good. So we only got two more days left. Actually, we only got one more day. Full day. Um. So Friday comes along. It's the tenth of June. Here's when. Uh, we have some positives. We have some negatives. Um, we headed to the Magic Kingdom, mm-hmm. and uh, normal morning. We got a decent start. We got out there around ten o'clock, and it was hot as. <laughs> so anybody going in the summer, get ready because it's going to be hot. He's he's not playing. Like before they got there, it was hot, and literally by the time we get off the monorail and walk to the castle. We were drenched in sweat, looking like we had been there for six hours. So that's I like mean, frying eggs on the sidewalk. It, it, it was yeah, absolutely. We were begging for a f- tropical storm, man. We were, <laughs> yeah. we were saying, Jesus, you don't know what so, you got to tell us, God. That's exactly, no. exactly right. Eve. I'll never go in the so, summer again. I'm going in the summer when they open up naked days, like, <laughs> naked. Naked, fat, offensive, white guy days. I'm going. Dude. Watch out. That old right. lady might be there waiting for you with that engagement ring. Watch well, out. Hey, I was going to say, it won't be my old lady. Watch out, Joe. Watch out there, Pimp Daddy. All That's right. a Cialis commercial. <laughs> naked, naked, white, fat guy day. That's naked, it. white, fat guy day. So, uh-huh. all right. Okay, so, that Friday yeah. comes along, and it's the 10th. And, uh, you know, we've been through the two strep throats. We had the shots. And we're taking, like, Three times a day, we're taking these ridiculous, gigantic horse pills of antibiotics. So, I mean, I figured we could pretty much tie it up with any hooker in the world and we wouldn't <laughs> get a disease. But apparently, that wasn't the case. Mm-hmm. Um, my son apparently came down with a virus, and uh, I don't know where it came from. So after two days of not having any fever, he woke up. He was kind of sluggish, and we went to the Magic Kingdom. We ended up going on all of our uh, fast pass rides. All everything went smooth. I mean, everything was great. I mean, as far as the rides, the park, everything was great. It was family issues. This was a Murphy's Law day. This was not a Disney issue. This mm-hmm. was a Zarang disaster issue. So, anyway, um, <laughs> my son actually it was pretty serious. We went and we actually ate in that. Uh, that stupid restaurant across from Pirates of the Caribbean that nobody gets to oh, eat Oh, Tortuga Tavern? Yeah. Yeah. The food was good. I mean, for our counter service, I, I yeah, didn't have any... Bad. I had yeah. one we went last time. Yeah, I didn't have a complaint. And I started noticing he was getting very sluggish and kind of out of it. So I asked him, I said, dude, you look like you feel like And he goes, yeah, I'm not feeling good. And I said, well, what's the matter? I said, that food, 
getting you sick? I didn't know at the time. I mean, I was just grasping at straws. And he says, no, I, I, I feel kind of weak again. And uh, so I, I just put my cheek against his cheek, and I could tell he was, his temperature was up. Yeah. So, but it wasn't ridiculous, you know, at the time. So I said, uh, I told my wife, I said, look, he's, he's still sick. Let me, let me get, get him the hell out of here. I'll take him back. There's nothing he wants to get on here. He's been on here, all the stuff since he's been four. So I said, I'm going to take him out. So once we started walking, I realized he was so weak that he wasn't going to make it from Pirates <laughs> of the Caribbean to the front gate. So then I used Disney knowledge, and here's another one. This is something everybody here for the show and Lee and everybody can pass on to people. When your legs are tired and you want to get to the front gate, take the friggin' train. So mm -hmm. we left right. Tortuga. We walked past Splash Mountain hopped on the train he was covered that was he was in the shade he had cool air and it was moving and by the time we made the first stop i i saw something i'd never seen in my life his fever went to the point that i could put my hand on him and i could feel he was burning up he was roasting i mean his fever spiked in like 10 minutes 15 minutes to the point of ridiculousness and it was at least 95 degrees so i knew the biggest thing i had to do was get him in air condition and i had to get him out of the sun that was like immediate and so when they stopped he got all kind of sluggish i started asking him questions he was slurring his words or whatever and uh, anyway he he finally got to the point where he just stopped talking to me and just started hurling off the side of this train oh wow. so some of it didn't hit the ground it hit the the step on on the side of the, the little oh, bell. the car yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and so they got real concerned about having to clean that up <laughs> and uh i was having none of that i was like look this kid is this kid is sick he's burning up clean your step later on we need to get him either medical attention now or we need to get him into air condition. And here's what goes from positive to negative. Negative. Mm -hmm. Trained staff. Incompetent, scared, shitless young people. <laughs> that would be my description. <laughs> I, and I give them credit for that because they were young and I would have probably at their age been scared shitless and not knowing what to do. Um, they said they would call for medical staff. I said, well, when will medical staff get here? Where's medical staff coming from? I said, well, they're coming from the castle. And I said, they're not going to get here in time. And uh, they said, well, do you need us to call 911? I said, you can call 911, but if you don't get this kid into air condition soon, you can call him and we'll just zip him up in a body bag. And that was my son. And I told God him that. Dang. I told him that. I said, I've never seen a kid's fever spike. I mean, I'm not a doctor, but I have a pre-med degree. Good. Yeah. yeah. So I have some knowledge of the crap. So anyway, I just told him, I said, look, I said, that fever just spiked. I said, it has to do with the sun. It has to do with the heat that's out here and coupling it with whatever he's got going on virus-wise. So um, they walked down and they went talk to the engineer. Well, when nothing was happening, at least fast enough for my my persuasion i jumped off the, the train and ran down to the engineer and it happened to be a little young girl 
And I told her, I said, look, I said, sweetheart, you got two options. I said, we can't call 911 because they're not going to get here soon enough. You either tell me where I can get him into air condition right here and I'll take him off or you get this God train moving. And she goes, well, you know, I need to make sure that that basically what she said was I need to make sure I'm doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. And I told her, I said, that's great. While you're figuring that out, you just remember you're going to be the engineer that had a kid drop dead on your train. You either get us to the, the front gates or I'm going to take him and I'm going to find a place, but I can't guarantee. I said, that's how fast his fever spiked. So uh, she got spooked. <laughs> I bet she did. Well, fortunately, that scared her, and she took off, and we immediately went to the front. And then here's where it turns positive. I went down. As soon as I got off the train, they had a little, they had a little girl that jumped off, and she said, do you need a, a wheelchair? And I said, yeah, because I don't think he can safely walk down these ramps. He's too weak. So she ran and tried to get me a wheelchair. And I went right down by, like, the uh, city hall area and took him into the um, chamber, chamber of commerce. Yeah. Those people were awesome. By the way, shouts out to Alfonso. <laughs> Alfonso <laughs> was the man, dude. Alfonso yeah. was behind the desk. He took charge immediately, called 911. We had paramedics there in about 10 minutes. There was a lady in there, and I wish I knew her name so I could give her credit. She immediately ran outside and went to the drink vendor and got a Zani for him. Uh, he got cold water, started drinking cold water. We got him in the air condition, and then that's when it went back to negative. <laughs> paramedics came in, took his temperature. His temperature was 101.9. Which means he was 102, 102.5, 103, which is dangerous for yeah. our age. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, now the paramedics are there. They're taking his temperature and stuff. I run outside to get him an ice bag to put on the back of his neck. Here's where idiocy takes over. There's a, there's a popcorn vendor right outside the Chamber of Commerce, mm -hmm. right before you exit. And they have you know, all the cool drinks you can think of. And a huge, gigantic ice tray. There was two ladies working it, and the older lady was had a garbage bags in her hand, and she was kind of like opening them up into the winds that she could fill them with stuff. And I said, "Look, can I get one of those bags?" And she says, "Well, I only have one of these bags." And I said, "Well, I need a bag for ice. We have an emergency in here." And she says, "Well, I wish I could give you one, but this is the only one I have." It has garbage in it. And I said, wait, you got all this products and here and you've got one garbage <laughs> bag? And she says, well, I could call for more. <laughs> Let me call 911. <laughs> right. <see> if they <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, he's in there taking my kid's temperature. So I said, uh, I said, so wait, you don't have any bags? And she goes, well, you want me to put it in a cup? And I said, no, I got to put it on his neck. That's like the place that cools your bloodstream down the quickest. So uh, anyway, she says, um, no, I don't have it. And I said, well, look, what the hell is that? And I pointed at the cotton candy, and she had bags of cotton candy. And she says, uh, you want cotton candy? And I said, <laughs> you want cotton candy? No, I'm, I'm serious, dude. I, I'm telling mm, you, this is help. not exaggerated. This is not even, this is not even a joke. So I said, 
yeah, I want the cotton candy. What's the cotton candy cost? And she said, $5. And, and I said, I don't give a f- whether it's $500. Give me a bag of cotton candy. So she gives, <laughs> gives me the bag of cotton candy. And as I give it a credit card, which you guys saw tonight, I just threw it at her. I uh, took the bag of cotton candy and pulled all the candy out and started shoving it in the garbage can in <laughs> front of the people that were waiting there with everybody looking at me like I was a psychopath. <laughs> and and she's looking at me like I'm nuts. Anyway, so she gives she charged me the five bucks. And she's like, You don't want the cotton candy? And I'm like, <laughs> I just want your ice. <laughs> so I ran around the back and she was nice enough and she finally figured it out at that point. So she let me go in the back and fill up the ice and then take it to him. And and we got we ended up getting this temperature down to, you know, somewhere around a hundred. And we got him back to the room. But I will say this. One other cap on transportation that day. When we wheeled him from the Chamber of Commerce, which was the great point, all those employees, anybody's listening from Disney, you better kiss your Chamber of Commerce people's ass mm-hmm. because they did a great job. And you'll never get sued if everybody from Disney reacted like they did. Yeah. However, when I got to the bus stop, it was Murphy's Law again. It mm. was shift change. So I had a guy get out, and I had this, this Colombian lady get on and decide she was going to walk the entire bus to make sure that her predecessor didn't wreck it. Mm-hmm. And that took about 10 minutes. And then get in and then sanitary wipe everything, the pedals, the, the, the whatever. Yeah. And, um, and we finally took off, and we finally got him back, and he lived. So it was a good thing. <laughs> So that was it. And uh, the last thing on Saturday, we didn't end up going to the park because the kids was too sick. Uh, and the only turn to punch bowl was Murphy struck again as we got on the toll road and they said it was closed due to construction and they detoured us. We detoured for about 20, 25 minutes until I said, this is ridiculous. We should mm-hmm. be back towards Highway 75. What's going on? And I GPSed it, and we had driven halfway between Orlando and the Atlantic Ocean. So we were <laughs> about ready to be in Daytona for like a bikini party, which That's I was positive. Com- that been- <laughs> I was completely up for, but I just knew that I had all these riffraff in the car with me, so that wasn't going to work out. So we GPSed our way back to 75 and got on, and we lost about an hour, hour and 20. 20 minutes so instead of taking like eight and a half hours to get back home it took like 10 oh so my God. that pretty much wraps up the uh, magical disaster oh wow. man and that's not even touching the dining that's what the we, funny yeah. part about that is so the dining didn't no. make the, the you know the family feud top top five all right so th- this next thing that we want to get to is dining I've been waiting for this part of your trip report because I've heard, you know, certain bits and pieces from you, Danny, and, and then at dinner from Aaron as well. Um, there's one thing I'm particularly interested in, mm-hmm. um, which we'll talk about first, I believe, at Artist Point, because this yeah. is something that I was looking forward to experiencing in July, but alas, you're going to tell me otherwise. 
Yes, the smoky portobello mushroom soup, the soup that will change your life, is yes. no more. Oh, oh no! God. It hit the list! Ah. It hit the list! 2016. <laughs> Budget cuts. We've been losing a lot of celebrities and losing a lot of Oh, the yeah. Dexter dieting plan for uh. Disney is in effect. Add it to the list. Pour a little liquor on the ground. Uh, yeah, it's no, it is no <laughs> Pour more. Pour one for you. <laughs> portobello mushroom. Damn you, <laughs> dirty apes! Why?! Now, they do have a replacement for it, and it's an oyster shiitake mushroom soup now. No, oh, shiitake on that. Actually, yeah. actually, what it was called like was smoked mushroom blah, 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 blah soup. Yeah. And and you asked them, you said, I mean, is it portobello's? I mean, like, it used to be called smoked portobello. And they said, well, we use other mushrooms. The, we, we, there's a variety of mushrooms is what they said. Yeah, it, they switched around the way they did it. So it's so not they, the same thing. So they it's, can't it, it it tastes almost the same but it's not the same because it's a it's a variety of mushrooms ground up together. So that that's and, basically it. Nah, so. you know, I, don't get me wrong, it's still a, a really good soup. Still worth getting. I'm just saying, I've been to like, you know, family reunion barbecues and stuff. And, you know, you look for like Uncle Joe's signature, you know, ribs. If he doesn't use that same type of meat or the same type of sauce, it's not Uncle Joe's signature ribs. And here's <laughs> just, again, public service announcement. The menu is going to tell you that it's one price. The bill is going to tell you that that soup is a different price Wait, that what? is significantly yeah, yeah. more. Whoa. The menu says $10, and they charged three separate people $11. Yes. Somebody don't know how to so, add. Or, well, know. here's the perk. Because <laughs> when I filled out the, the credit card paperwork, I circled the $11, and mm-hmm. I told him, hey, Bozo, check your menu. And see what the price is. It says ten dollars. Oh wow! And I, and I gave him his tip and everything. You but wrote I just bozo. Sure. You like drew a little clown. Oh yeah, and yeah. I did that in. twice though. I did that yeah. there, and I did that at the Morimoto joint. And here's the thing. I mean, you're not what you're not taking to consider it. Yes, could we have raised a fuss about the three bucks? Absolutely. We were already late getting out of there. Our entrees were so late. Like it was taking forever to get out of there. Hmm. And we were already missed our first fast pass. And yeah. it wasn't like we ordered anything complicated. We ordered pretty much right away. It was just taking them forever and a day to fill an order, and we just didn't have the time to waste, and we weren't going to raise a fuss over $3. But Aaron did what? notice it, and he did point it out. Like, when he signed the check, he was like, look, check your menu. This isn't right. So I even, I even went to the little girl that had the menus, and I said, can I have one? She said, sure. So she gave it to me. So I looked and said, I don't have my bifocals. Does that say ten dollars? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes, sir. That says ten dollars. And thank you, sweetheart. You're really a great person. You know that? <laughs> and I walked back and I said, All right, this <laughs> so screwing us. So, she like anyway. got them like a magnifying glass and Did you like, get put it over the yeah. receipt and the menu. Like, hey, do you notice a difference here? Do you see something different? One of these things is not like the other. Right. <laughs> not to mention the fact that the uh, waiter was he wasn't smooth about how he like kind of handled your mom when your mom was asking about well, wait a second the buffalo steak used to be a steak on a bone i mean what is this five slivers of meat mm-hmm. you know that's on this like haggis oh, <laughs> oat garbage right mm-hmm. and uh i hadn't been there in eight years so that's my fault mm-hmm. but uh 
when I went there, you got a steak, and now I got these three slivers of meat. So, uh, whatever, five slivers of meat. Was it a good cut at least? Of meat? I mean, no, it was fine, dude. I mean, it was okay. a sirloin, though. You know, it was nothing you would brag about. I'm yeah. just saying, I take and steak very seriously. Yeah. and you No, would, you would have been would, hungry. You, you would have hated it, dude. Yeah. Okay. I left there hungry because mm-hmm. I wasn't eating that friggin' haggis Scottish uh, <laughs> ra- whatever they had there. It, it was, it, there was no way. I mean, like, I tried it. I'll try anything. I'm right. a kid. I mean, I eat. You know, squirrels. Well, all right? well, I mean, but you, <laughs> I mean give me a break. Yeah, if I can eat pay, a squirrel, but a, forty dollars for a squirrel, right? right. If I can eat a fucking squirrel out of a park, and I can't eat your damn haggis, <laughs> you're not a chef, all right? All right but <laughs> all that. Shit. Like I always got the scallops whenever we went over there. Mm-hmm. It was like six to eight scallops, and I don't, I don't remember if it was a risotto or a, a, a potato kind of thing. Whatever it was, whatever the side dish was, I'm trying to remember, was really good. I ordered it this time. I got four scallops and this squash puree thing that tasted awful. <laughs> I'm not going to sit here and say it was inedible. Yeah. Like, if you're a squash fan, yeah. all, all the people out there that just crave squash. Well, uh, if you crave oxygen and things that have no flavor, <laughs> then you crave squash, right? Yes. I mean, that's, that's my take. I mean, because squash is only improved by salt and butter. I mean, that's my experience. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, it was really, it was the first thing I've I had. Like, I've had things in Disney that I didn't really particularly care for, but it was the first thing I had that I'm like, I, I'm not going to eat this. This is not good. No, but good. I'm glad you brought it up because correction made, by the way, if anybody mm-hmm. gets the buffalo, <laughs> it's oat risotto. <laughs> so oat it's, risotto? it's like oatmeal mixed with... Um, risotto rice and they try to like toss it into something that's somewhat appetizing but you're making my face contort into things <laughs> and i got shouldn't. and here's the perk i got a picture the other day right when i like pulled up buffalo steaks at artist point of what they actually served years ago and i can vouch for everything that was there I remember it all they had this big bone-in steak Mm-hmm. With albino asparagus and some carrots and some things they went all long long vegetables and you could chop them up with the steak as you ate them. Now, it's like five strips of sirloin that's served on top of this like rice bed, mm-hmm. and it says "hay roasted." All right, and I didn't know what that meant. I don't know what that means. They threw hay on top of my steak and my carrots and my risotto, Odi haggis crap, and uh, so is it hay roasted? Because you go, hey, what the. F- is that? <laughs> I was just saying. Oh my god! But let me tell you, it was. It was that ridiculous. It, there was hay on there, and I was like, "What is this?" Shit? And they were like, "Well, that's just garnish." And I'm like, "It's not edible. It's frigging grass." Mm-hmm. And the guy's like, "Well, you know, it's hay roasted." And I'm like, "Whatever." So I just pushed it aside. <laughs> I was exhausted with messing with him, and you yeah. know I was. You were exhausted. Your mother. We were your all mother ready would, to get out. If of your there. mother could have put him in a figure four, yeah. she would have <laughs> Ted DiBiase that motherfucker. All right? She was mad because he brought her the wrong entree. He brought her oh wow the wrong salad, the wrong salad. And then by the, that point, she, she was done with complaining. And he charged her more for the soup. And he charged her more for the soup. And that's how that came to light. And we all checked in like, yep, charge us more for the soup as well. But the dining was just off all around. I mean, any, and I'm talking about two credit restaurants, mm-hmm. even like California Grill. One night we had a bad experience. It's just that the waiter, you can tell 
he had been there for a while and he wasn't in the mood. He had too many tables. Wow. Mm. The service was not the same. Left a lot to be desired. I mean, nobody made you feel like, welcome, you are here. Come on, sit down. Just didn't have that experience. So this is leading into Morimoto. And Morimoto... um, is like our Hiroshima, I would think, right? <laughs> yes. I mean, that was freaking <laughs> Release the weapon. I mean, all right. So I don't even know how to really set this up. So we've all... we so walk had, into Morimoto. Yes. We've had bad dining experiences. We've been through a monsoon. To, we walk into this place, and we sit down, and immediately, the first thing you notice when you walk into this place is it's gorgeous. It's like you're eating in a nightclub. I mean, it's trendy. It's beautiful. There are hot women wearing very little in the middle of the club. That had nothing to do with the restaurant, but no. that was awesome. <laughs> you got my vote. That's a check Period. for positive. My son. Were they guests? Or were they- the greatest part of his trip mm-hmm. was that girl's thong. So, um, all right. So let's let's all right. Let's, let's dig into it. We'll, we'll into get into it. the meal. Okay. Yes. So now that we've covered the positive, um, what did you get? What did I get? Well, yeah, I got that stupid pagoda. Oh, well, <laughs> the pagoda is a story in and of itself. Much like California Grill, much like um, much like a lot of the places that have sushi as an option, Disney has yet to come up with a dining plan option that allows for you to get sushi. Like I right. can't go. To, I can't go to California yeah, Grill. Yeah, it's always and say, an appetizer. Yeah, right. It'll be the cheapest meal you ever got. Meanwhile, you can get a seventy-five dollars scallop entree. Or you can get a California roll and a crunchy roll or something like that for 10 bucks a piece and pay 20 bucks and that'll be part of your meal plan. I mean, you almost are, are worse off being on the dining plan and getting sushi. So I, I said, you know what? Take me off dining plan and I'll go ahead and pay out of pocket. So what I got was like three rolls. Well, I'll say this. My wife paid $45, guys. Okay. And this is for, yeah, this is for like a, a genuine entree. Entrees ran between thirty-five and fifty dollars. So when my son and I, who were both sushi eaters, looked and saw that it was like a hundred bucks for this what they call the pagoda. <laughs> <laughs> um and it was a bunch of different sushi and sashimi. We said let's do it. It's 50 bucks a piece. It's the same thing as what mom's spending on our stupid dish. Right. $100. Yeah, $100 for the pagoda. Yeah, and what Grammy's spending. So it was like 50 bucks a piece. From that standpoint, I, I didn't think, even to this day, I, I didn't think it was outrageous. Mm-hmm. But, but what was outrageous was the weight. I yes. thought that was the worst part. Well, this is when you knew you were in trouble. Because, like, when we sat down, okay, let me, let me, let me kind of bring it all back okay hold on let's try and get some structure in here because we had told the guy we'd had a bad experience with the monsoon Mm -hmm. everything else had gone into it we had a bad day man we're ready to let loose and and he's playing along and he's new and he's like yeah we're gonna make everything right what do y'all guys want said hot sake we don't have hot sake and i just hung my head down immediately (laughs) like defeated like god here we go again and the guy goes, no, 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 no. Don't worry about that. Hot, there's a reason we don't have hot sake. Hot sake is an inferior sake. What? When people serve you hot sake, that's the cheap sake. We sell good sake here. And good sake should he be served be right, cold. But like, we're completely inferior to him. 
I want my hot sake. Yeah, well, I'll take the inferior <laughs> hot sake because the cold so sake. I'm gonna be, I, I, was gonna, so I will continue to be inferior. Yeah, I will take that. He might be right, but a, a thing of hot sake would cost you about 10 bucks at a high-end restaurant, probably 6 to $8 at any regular restaurant. Okay. For a flight of the cold sake, $35. Uh-uh, I'll be inferior. Thank you. <laughs> That's exactly... We didn't have a choice, dude. We were just so ready to drink. We're like, you should have put that $35? That's what I'm saying. I asked him to do that, and he said... I said, well, can't you just take the cold sake and, and, warm, it up? and warm it up? He says, I swear to you, Lee, he says, I wouldn't know how to do that. We don't even have a microwave. What? I'm like, you don't have a freaking stove? <laughs> Can't you take some hay and burn that hay roasted sake? That's right. Hell, they got tell him. Yeah. Tell him, me. I'm look, just get, saying. Sure, they could boil water. Surely they got hot water. <laughs> Jesus. But he he said, nope, nope, we we cannot do that. So he said, fine, give us a cold sake flight. Wow. And we did. And not for nothing, it was good. It was good. It I'm was not, 35 bones, but but I would. Would what I? What did you? What did you think? I, I'm gonna tell him what I thought was the best. Two out of the four they gave me. You had the cheap, sweet sake that was cold. Mm-hmm. And then you had the uh, 25-year sake okay. at the end that looked like Jack Daniels. Yeah. Hey, that sh- was you. yellow, and it yeah. was in a, like, age in a barrel. Wow. That was freaking awesome. Okay? It was. I don't think it was worth 35 bucks, but it was good. <laughs> <laughs> the ones in between, the 10 and the 15, Wash your car with it. Wash your car with it. Because the five-year was every bit as good as anything the 10 or the 15 was. Yeah. So if you don't age this in like an oak barrel, you might as well drink hot and be unsophisticated like us. Mm. That's all I'm saying. And you'll go broke long before you get buzzed. Oh, no. Here's the other thing that they do wrong. They decide like most places you go to has a kid's menu, and that kid's menu might have a crossword puzzle, might have a word scramble, might have something for you to color, something like that, for them to occupy themselves while the adults (laughs) talk. This freaking place decided that it would be great to give these kids origami sheets of paper. (laughs) I'm not kidding. Yeah, you a kid. Make a this duck. That... Even the adults could not figure out. And then you would pull aside the waiter and you'd say, excuse me, waiter, <laughs> what's step two? And he's like, I've never known anybody to get step two. If you get step two, you let me know. I'll show everybody here how to get step two. So now they've got these sheets and then you can't talk because your kids keep shoving. And not only do they have one origami sheet, sons of bitches give them four origami sheets. Medium, difficult, hard, and f- there's no easy no easy in this so the whole time like you've got adults sitting here struggling drinking $35 sake and they're trying to fold cranes and frogs I would have been like look here's a plane (laughs) yeah I made a paper airplane for you I could do the little thing where, you know, you pick a number and I go back and forth. I could do that thing where it says, do you like me? Yes, yes or no. Yes or no. <laughs> I, could show you, yeah. I could show you a Cialis paper wedge. Check a number. I could draw something on it. How about that? I can show that? you a world. <laughs> Don't be a coward. Don't be a coward. Drink him, Yagi. Don't be a make origami. <laughs> so that's 
what's going on at the table. So, so that a- sums it up. Yes. I'm glad we can help with that. That sounds rough, though. All right. So we're paying about 40 bucks to have what oh, yeah, would, easy. in any regular sushi restaurant, be equivalent to a carafe sake. We're trying to order off the dining plan menu, and we're realizing that it's not worth it to order sushi at a sushi restaurant if you're on the dining plan. And so we got to go off dining plan to do that, which they still ended up charging us for the dining plan afterwards. Anyway, different story. Mm. Okay. Yes. At the same time, while we're sitting here trying to talk to each other, we have children handing us origami sheets of paper because they can't figure it out what they're trying to do. So while all this is going on, we place our order somewhere about 30 minutes later. Everybody at the table that didn't order sushi got their meal. Oh. About 30 minutes after that, everybody at the table that didn't order sushi for their menu finished their meal. About 15 minutes after that, we first asked the waiter, where's our meal? (laughs) The waiter... Then informs us that that sweet sake, Aaron, <laughs> yeah, Aaron and Kelly had ordered the pagoda, which was equivalent to this uh, structure that they built for two that contained all this sushi, like a Japanese pagoda, and lobster, right. and okay, all the stuff that 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 went into it, and basically proceeded to sit there and tell us, oh, the pagoda is a work of art. You, you can't rush the pagoda because we have. Japanese sushi chefs over there and these guys are the finest in all the country and they've trained and they know sushi and they pick the finest quality and they work it together in this fine work of art. Ten minutes after this guy explains to us about this whole work of art, the women at the table are getting restless. Mm-hmm. They want to go shopping. They're <laughs> tired of waiting for us to get our meal. They hate our guts. Yeah. You're about to leave y'all again. That means going to get bad. Right. It's like the Titanic. <laughs> Women and children go first. Oh, they're, they're, looking, they're looking at at us with those eyes of, uh, you did this to us. Uh, was there a string quartet playing yes, in the corner? there yes. was. And they were on a 45-degree angle, Kev. Oh, <laughs> and then the power went out. That's As it. our wife and children said, look, we're going to go shopping. Y'all catch up with us when you get your food because this place is closing in 30 minutes and we thought we had three hours to shop. Wow. Y'all go ahead and y'all catch up with us and y'all sign the bill when y'all get y'all food. See you later. Bye. And somewhere in the background, the guy on the violin said it was a pleasure playing with you gentlemen. (laughs) (laughs) Don't let go, Danny. You guys are done now. By the way, I think that was Jordan. (laughs) That was the name of the violin guy? No, that was the name of the guy that was blowing smoke at my (laughs) Which I enjoyed shortly <laughs> until very, I got my bill. You are very good with names, well, Sarah. You that's are why very good with names, so big. sir. So finally, <laughs> we see them coming across the way, and they're holding this thing. And it's like that. That, look, <laughs> that looks like it looks like they're coming our way, and they're coming to us. So wait, you, are you telling me normally it, things should get bigger as you get closer? Yes. <laughs> You know uh, Disney with that force yes, perspective? perspective? It gets smaller as it gets closer. <laughs> oh, wow. So it was a hut. <laughs> and you realize that the pagoda is a plate slightly raised with another plate <laughs> that is three quarters of the way filled with ice. <laughs> it was, it and about was eight joke. pieces of sushi. <laughs> oh, okay, no. So, side note, seriously, how many pieces of sushi are on there? Aaron? Seriously. All right. Here's what was on it. I would say there was probably to be 
like good to them. That was about five or six normal pieces of sushi on top, which would be like a tuna, a salmon, a white fish, whatever. There was a lobster that they kind of de-shelled. So when you break it apart and you spread it out, it was on the first layer of it. And uh, there was oysters. There was some shrimp. And uh, I want to say there was a few pieces of, like, random sushi here and there, whatever yes. it was. The but lobster was, the, his, here's the, the deal, like, yeah, lobster was really small. I mean, for a lobster, I might be exaggerating to say it was like a small crawfish, but it wasn't much bigger. It wasn't any bigger than your mic. Like, yeah. well, it, hey. was, it, was, it was small, dude. And it was chopped in half, and they pull all the meat out of it, which was great. So I didn't have to do all that work. But the bottom line is, like, the pagoda was a hundred bucks. Well that's what I'm saying. Like I mean <laughs> It was basically like one person it was like one person's meal. Yeah. They- a hundred bucks for that. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. hundred bucks for a thing of ice? They killed it in about five minutes. And was it supposed to be for two people? Yes. Yes. Wow. And they have a four person that's like two hundred bucks. And the worst part was not that it cost so much; it was that we had to wait so damn long. Right? Yeah, that I was, was the saying, worst that's, part. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's what I'm it. saying. I'm thinking you. you the you whole family it up. ate. Anybody got like stir fry type of shit? They ate. <laughs> they were like, "Where's your fucking pagoda?" And I'm like, "I don't know. It's in. It's it's in Japan. It's Japan. It's in Japan. I don't know what to tell you." And they're like, they're like. You screwed up our meal by getting that pagoda. I'm like, I'm sorry. I got the dumb pagoda. You didn't know about the pagoda. So, I'm sorry about the pagoda. So you should have so, ordered the A-Pagoda. Yeah. It I should have got the A-Pagoda. But it wasn't. <laughs> Can the best right. part was though, it wasn't even a pagoda; it was a duplex. <laughs> it was a duplex. <laughs> it was a multi-family it was, home. Yeah, it <laughs> was, the rent was too damn high for that. <laughs> we got rent-a-car sale. But the wow. bottom line is, uh, they, you know, when they all left, <laughs> it was just me, Danny, and Kelly at the table. So when we got the checks, this is something that. The listeners will really love. Oh, they stiffed y'all. They left y'all in the yard to pay. Well, here's the deal. We had over eight people, right? So we right. got hit with the maximum tip. Even even though Jordan, right? He was a... F- he blew smoke up your butt. That's oh, all he, he was a preppy, plaid-wearing, freaking <laughs> cross-court, freaking sports coat, <laughs> used car-selling <laughs> He, I told him, I said, he blew more smoke up our than that Lily Bell did. All right, he's talking all this. Shit. I mean, I'm ready to off for the pagoda. So anyway, when we get the pagoda, it don't turn out to be what it is. You got okay. pagoda blocked. Yeah, and that's when I uh, I contacted my boys because they got. I, I'm one of these TripAdvisor people, right? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So I sent the TripAdvisor, and I said, you know what? I'm not gonna sabotage this poor kid. That is the waiter because he's only feeding us what they tell him to feed us, right? Mm-hmm. I said, but I'm going to hammer the freaking restaurant. Yeah. So I did, dude. And, and by the if way, anybody goes to TripAdvisor, <laughs> TripAdvisor, Trip Trip on huh? the Mirimoto and looks for the uh, We Got Pagoded. <laughs> <laughs> we Got Pagoded. That would be mine, yeah. 
Mm. Read that. You'll love it, dude. It's it's not that long. It's like three. Not if you hours. work at the restaurant. <laughs> you will love no, that. look, I, I didn't yeah, I found I, it. I didn't even <laughs> Kevin I, looks it up. I, I uh because the because the, the waiter was so persistent, I uh I actually was like telling my wife, I'm like, I probably ought to put his name in it because he was pissing me off. But but I said, you know what? Nah, he's young, dude. I'm not gonna ruin That's his, a good ruin call. his career. But that's a good call. But the bottom line is, he was doing a good job for his restaurant, but he was selling. A I mean, you might have Cook's career that made the pagoda. No, no, actually, when the when the pagoda came out, there was nothing artistic about the pagoda. There really? was no presentation. There was no um, no, no even song and dance. No, like no, 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 no song yeah. and dance. No firecrackers. There wasn't a flower. There I wasn't was waiting a for my uh, naked geisha. Nothing that said outstanding. What a work of art. There, there was nothing about that. This is this. Here's a hundred dollars down the drain. Yes. In fact, Aaron, you do have a picture of the pagoda, do you not? No. I was trying to look uh, for it. Say, oh, I was trying to look for it on the internet. I couldn't find it. I was gonna say, is that the signature dish of the restaurant? Yeah, when it comes to sushi and sashimi, it is, yeah. It is, okay. They have a two hundred dollar version, which I don't know what maybe that's, that's what a I would three think this, three I, level version. I guess you get more ice with that one. It's, yeah, it's, you uh, get a lot more ice and a lot more frustration. You get four more <laughs> plates. So how long was the meal overall? So, oh God! Okay, so From the, the time women you got there to the time he actually got to leave. And my wife, my daughter, my mother, his wife, his daughter abandoned us. I was gonna say at least one twenty, one thirty plus. Okay, oh my God! Let's say one thirty. They abandoned yeah, us. Yeah, at, le- at least an hour and a half, right? From there, I'm guessing another forty-five minutes between getting and eating everything. Oh wow! Then they bring the bills. They That's get rough. Aaron and Kelly's it right. It was, dude. They was screw up terrible. mine. Then Aaron and Kelly abandoned me. <laughs> you got left alone was, again. Yeah. Tom, I, that was completely out of frustration. <laughs> yes. I was like, them. I'm taking this God pen. And where it said tip, right? And mm. it, it, this is good for the listeners. Oh, God. <laughs> when, when the tip came up, they had already added it because we had over eight people. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. So it said gratuity, whatever. So... The bill, right? The the credit card bill still has a tip slot, and it was open. And I said, I was off. So I was like, man, screw these holes. I'm going to write something in there. You wrote something in the tip? Like, here's a tip for you. Don't yeah, charge it, me extra for a no, pagoda? No, I said, here's a tip. Don't get the fucking pagoda. <laughs> so I wrote in there. I had already been charged. My tip was already added. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't stiff the guy. I just said, you're... Pagoda was bullshit, dude. The whole thing is fucking bullshit. <laughs> your forced, your forced tip on me was higher than the plates that I had to deal with. It was a bait and switch. In the presen- yeah, in the exactly. presentation of the pagoda. And so, by the end of the night, we decided that the only thing that we could do, because the evening was a waste, and I, I say they left me, and it, it wasn't like they left me. They were anxious to get more alcohol. Yeah, and so they were like, "We're gonna go to Raglan Road and get a beer. Come meet us when you're done." So at this point, it was just you, though, Dan. Yeah, just yeah. you at the table. Just you. I was just, just about to say, table. at the restaurant, it's just you're by yourself. Yes, I right. am by myself, still waiting for a bill. <laughs> Dang. And by the time we got it, it was like ten, like five minutes before closing. It was bad. And dude. we ran to the Art of Disney store because there was one thing I wanted to check out, and I, w- I would have been willing to get it, but it was just too late. 
Uh, but what we did do was we all stole our Morimoto Asia pens, and I have mine right hey. here that we signed our hey. checks with. There you go. The freaking next night at dinner, I found out that they still charged me two meal credits for a meal that I didn't even order on. So they still screwed up our order. What about assholes? It, you know, it really was such a harsh disappointment because I mean we're sushi fans, and we're like. If anything will break us out of this rut, this will do it. It wasn't the Bay of Pigs. It was the Bay of Pagoda. Man, it was I definitely. Really wish. right. That's a beautiful thought. Thank you. I know I've seen that Pagoda. Like, Sandy must have the picture on her she phone. She might have it. I was looking for it uh, online, and I, I didn't see it. I was hoping to find a picture. Is that bad? It can't even be found on the internet? <laughs> you can't even Google a picture of a pagoda? That's how impressive it is. That's rough. Is that bad that <laughs> Lee Lostovica would not take a picture and put it on Facebook? <laughs> <laughs> no foodie will ever get this. It's like the Bigfoot of food. It's invisible. Oh, my goodness. All right, guys, for your trip, do we have any final thoughts that you'd like to relay to the listeners? Um, final thoughts for me is this, got to pay attention to the details. I think, you know, Disney was always good at taking care of the little things and those mm-hmm. little things added up yeah. and I, I think they've kind of lost sight of a lot of that. I think they're not training their employees anymore mm-hmm. in, in the manner that they needed. The people on property don't know the things that the guests need them to know. Right. And even and that's acceptable as long as you have a manner by which these guests can go ahead and find out that information fairly quickly. Right. I think again, like we said uh, last time, chickens are coming home to roost. I think yeah. it's um, it's starting to affect yeah. them overall. So it's hitting a noticeable point. It, it is very yeah. noticeable. So much so to the point where this is the one trip my family all and look. We we overplay the monsoon a bit, but I mean it is yeah. true. We were walking you did around get wet. Yes. Yeah. That's no, not that. bad. Well, here's, but here's you can little, forgive one day. Yeah. That yeah. was out of their control. Right? Yeah. Well, that's, those are acts of God. And that's like the strep throat and all that. But here, here's something I want all the listeners to, to hear because all of us feel this way. Because the bottom line is that was several years ago, about eight years ago, that we had 15 to 17 of us that went on this trip. I went out of my way to get like the top rooms and you know upgrades and everything at the Polynesian. I spent about six thousand dollars, and we stayed for a week, mm-hmm. and it was roughly about what we did this time. Okay, so seven days, six days, whatever. This year, I spent about twenty five hundred to about three thousand, and when you look at that. I can spend six grand and be completely happy. Ten years later, spend twenty five hundred and be completely off. And it's all a matter of did you get what you what you paid for? And if you don't, you leave off. You feel like you got screwed. And that's how I felt this year. And so after ten years of family vacations, it took that long to feel that. I just completely got screwed over by Disney being so cheap that they don't staff enough things. They don't do enough maintenance. Cut back so much that don't work. People don't know And before you know it, you spend half your time at a pool that you could have done at a friggin' friggin' beach in in Gulfport. Okay? And to give a visual to this, uh, thinking about Big Hero 6, 
uh, when Hero made those little robots, and he had a ton of little robots that got mm. together and was able to do a bunch of magnificent things. Think about if he would have made all those little robots on the cheap. We're talking about the little details. The little mm. robots represent all the details. And one by one, each little robot starts to fail because they were made cheaply. Yeah. Well, eventually, you know, you won't have enough of those little things to make anything as magnificent as what you saw yeah. in the movie. Yeah, so. worst Voltron ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's right. So, I mean, and those were Definitely little Definitely one yeah. lion short. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, if you have any thoughts on the discussion that we have, make sure you email us at show at magicrway.com. All right, guys, to learn more about the Magic Our Way podcast, magicourway.com is the way to go. There you'll find our social media links, past episodes, and more. You can get in touch with us through the following ways. Shoot us an email at show at magicourway.com. You can call or text us at 1-815-MO-WEEKEND. That is 1-815-MO-WEEKEND. 669-4226. And I just want to make sure that we thank our recurring hosts and returning hosts that we have on our show. Lee? We want to give you a chance to, well, number one, thank you for being on the show. Number two, let, let the listeners know what you got going on. So what you have going on. All right, my weekends. If you would like to experience all the crap that these guys just went through <laughs> for yourself. The good stuff. <laughs> call me up and we'll make it happen. Uh, no, seriously. Um, <laughs> so you can reach me at Lee at MagicRWay.com. You can find me on Facebook, facebook.com slash travel. That's L-A-S-T-O-V-I-C travel. Call me directly on the Moican hotline. It's 413-DIZTRIP. That's 413-D-I-Z-T-R-I-P. Awesome. And Eli of ivorycomics.com. Let the listeners know what you got. And thank you for being on the show. Oh, man. It's always a pleasure to come out here and... uh Listen to some good stories and, uh, you know, crack a few jokes. And, you know, again, just to be part of Moican Nation, that's a privilege and an honor uh, for me. Um, you can always find uh, the cool artwork that I, I have out there on uh, www.ivorycomics.com where you can order uh, the Project Geisha graphic novel. You can also see art from the Project Geisha graphic novel. Also, there's some preview pages or a new book I'm working on called Savages. Look out for that in the future. If you want to go ahead and take a look and post what you want on that, you're more than welcome to. I, I love to hear what you say. I'm, I'm inspired by you guys, so I'm like always welcoming that um, audience participation. Project Geisha also has a Facebook page, facebook.com, Project Geisha. There you go. Um, you can find me on Facebook, uh, Eli H. Ivory at, you know, Facebook.com, you'll see a picture of Batman and uh, Stitch. Instagram, eIvory504, Twitter, Hancock10166. So, hey, don't be a stranger and uh, look me up. Thank you. And lastly, we want to thank Aaron for coming on the show once again. Glad to have you back. Thank you. Um, do, you have, do you have any social media things or anything you need or for the Disney Fan Universe or you're just part no, of the fan? All, all I have for everybody out there is... <clears throat> especially if you you're new and you're just listening and you're trying to set up your first trip or even even if you've done it several times contact lee because lee did a great job in in like two weeks time taking care of everything that my family needed to do which i've done in the past and it's a nightmare so um he did <laughs> he set up 
all of the uh you know the the condo stuff all the fast passes all the uh, restaurants you're gonna get somebody that's experienced in it you're gonna get somebody that knows what he's doing you're gonna get somebody that not only knows all the ins and outs of all the miseries that we talked about but he's gonna know the the ins and outs of restaurants and 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 the parks themselves so transportation stuff all that if you need somebody that knows something that you don't know contact lee he's done a great job and um i was very happy to work with him so anyway that that that's basically all i have to say so uh Good luck to you guys, and uh, stay away from streptococcus. <laughs> Bad bacteria. Can I, can, I, can I say something really quick, sure. Kevin? Um, I hereby resign as Lee's manager. Uh, <laughs> Aaron, if you were able to go ahead and take your time out to endorse this man, there's some things happening in the future. You probably should be this guy's manager. <laughs> so, guys, if you want to support the entire tribe of the Magic Our Way podcast, you can do so by clicking on our affiliate links on our website, www.magicourway.com. You can also buy some beignets and support the show that way. And you can also represent the Mawican Nation wherever you go by purchasing some clothing from our shop. And yes, please leave a rating and a review in iTunes or wherever you download the show, whether it is Stitcher, Blueberry, Google Play, etc. And lastly, we thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen to us and making us a part of your Disney fan life. We appreciate you and love hearing from our listeners. All opinions are welcome on the Magic Our Way podcast. So get in touch with us today. So my weekends, ladies and gentlemen, we say Quaharini. My name is Kevin. And I'm Danny. Magic out. and have a Disney day. <laughs> hey, Kevin here from the Magic Hour Podcast. I hope you enjoyed that show. And I wanted to take a second to let you know about something we have been working on. We are currently working with Mad Hatter Radio to bring you more unique Disney content. So Mad Hatter Radio, you may be thinking, wait, is that another one of those Disney online radio station kind of things? You know, the fan stations that play all the different kind of stuff? And my answer is, yeah, it is, but there's more. They've plussed it. Not only do they bring you the park audio, the binaural audio, they bring you the songs from the attractions, the spiels, anything, but also they bring you songs from the movies. They'll bring you songs from Disney theatrical, the Broadway shows like Lion King, Newsies, The Little Mermaid, uh, Soon to Come Aladdin, any of those things, man. So we're offering a bunch of different things, more so than your regular old Disney fan station from the parks, you know? So if you're a fan of all those elements of Disney lore, and we are, especially here on the Magic Army Podcast, you want to definitely check out this radio station. Oh, and also we provide different versions of the Disney songs as recorded by different artists. So for example, you may have the song When You Wish Upon a Star, one of my favorite songs. You may hear the original version sung by Jiminy Cricket. And you may hear a country version. You may hear a Hawaiian hula version. You may hear a rock version, a funk version, a jazz version, any version, man, that's out there. Uh, you'll hear it on Mad Hatter Radio. So not only do you get the standard stuff, but you also get the stuff that people have been creative with. And you know, in the Magic Hour podcast, we really stress you guys being creative. So yeah, definitely give a listen, man. And you may, it'll help you get your inspiration going. You may be, you know, be a closet musician, be like, hey, I've always wanted to do a heavy metal version of Part of Your World. Well, you know, listen to this radio station, Mad Hatter Radio, and you'll definitely get some inspiration on how to do that. So, guys, definitely check it out. 
Mad Hatter Radio right there on our website, magicrway.com. On the right-hand side, you just click the button, and you're listening to Mad Hatter Radio while you work, while you play, while you do some gardening, whatever else. So check it out, Mad Hatter Radio. And we'll see you on the next show.